0: Puerto Rico and I later on we're going to be talking about that. Yep, can't because wait. You had a great time, did you
1: not?
2: I learned a lot. I made a lot of new friends. It was a difficult trip, but um, yeah, so did I have a great time? In some ways, yes.
0: In some ways, yes. Okay, we'll kick that out a little bit later. On. Sure. We are so honored to have this gentleman sitting next to you here in the studio with us. And this is Mr. Ryan Krill, one of the founders CEO is the title, correct? Yes, it is. Of Cape May Brewing, and I'll tell you what, you guys continue to grow. Every time I see you, which in my mind is not often enough, but I'm so happy to have you here, but the company continues to grow. You're doing a great job. You're known, my goodness, I I just have to say nationally. I think people know about your your beers nationally because of all the great, great products that are coming up. And I should say, I mentioned to you on my, uh, in my Wilmington U class, one of the first beers I served was your lager, and they loved it.
1: That's so great. Well, I'm so honored to be here. It's always really flattering to see you guys and and talk beer.
0: Well, that's what we're here for. We're going to sample some beer in
1: it. There's new news, new things coming down at Cape Man. You're telling me about another expansion going on, right? I feel like it's always been a constant expansion. <laughs> some are just bigger than others. <laughs>
0: Well, give us the lowdown as to what's what you're planning.
1: Well, geez, yeah, we um we're um, about to break ground on a new tasting room. So mm. as some of our folks know, we have aO, oh, thank you. We have um, uh, four buildings at the airport, about thirty five thousand square feet of space. and uh, this summer we'll be breaking ground on a thirty thousand square foot uh, addition to our production facility that's gonna uh, be a really large beer garden, new offices, and a tasting room. And it'll be all consolidated into this beautiful, um, you know beautiful tasting that we really need we've been out, we've outgrown our old tasting room isn't years, that years amazing. This is
0: what the company is. What eight years? Be eight we'll, eight eight years, eight years summer, we'll be eight
1: years. We'll be eight years. We'll be eight years old in in uh, in June. Unbelievable. I'll tell you what,
0: Tara. What do you think? You know what? Even going back to my Wilmington U class, there are some kids in that class who visit you every summer. They yeah. come to
1: visit Cape May Brewing. Each well, summer. you know what they say, right? <laughs> Overnight success normally takes about ten years. So we're just about there. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. How many barrels are you guys doing now? Uh, we'll sell a little over twenty five thousand barrels this year. Um, which is pretty remarkable. Just mostly <laughs> really? mostly in New Jersey through uh, Cape Beverage, and then just a little bit in Pennsylvania, southeastern Pennsylvania. What is Cape Beverage? Uh, Cape Beverage is a beer wholesaler that's owned by uh, the same owners of the brewery. So um, the brewery is owned by me, uh, my father Bob, and mm-hmm. uh, my friend from college Chris. And we, you know, we're three idiot home brewers who naively thought what was the worst that could happen that if we started a brewery, so today you we get have successful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then today, yeah, we have about 80, uh, 80 employees, and uh, it's pretty remarkable. And uh, as we grow, we, you know, we, um, we have to think critically about what we're doing and where we're going and who we want to be. And one of those things is distribution. We, um, mm. we looked really hard at um, you know, partnering up with a wholesaler in New Jersey, and we found that you know, we're, we're more successful doing it ourselves for now. And uh, what we decided to do is give our distribution its own focus versus people wearing a lot of different hats. So we bifurcated the brewery or the business, uh, this spring and, and, um, and, uh, we started Cape beverage, which is a wholly owned beer distributor that carries Cape May brewery. And then we're looking at carrying a couple other brands. Now what's key to that is that we're going to be, it's really just for Cape May brewery. And then we're going to maybe have a couple brands that come along with us uh, that can do really well, but it's not, we're not trying to be, uh, have a very large portfolio. Okay. It's just a couple of brands that do really well and not observe franchise law, which isn't, you know, just a crazy archaic law mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily apply for small independent craft breweries like us. The beer will always be kept cold. And then those breweries will benefit from focus, which is something we talk about a lot. Um, and just to having, having that sales focus versus, you know, a wholesaler has you know thousands and thousands of SKUs. It's like, how do you, you know, how do you pick, what brand to sell in. That I'm so CZ. happy to hear you
0: say, really, because uh, you're, you're going to be able to give personalized focus yeah. to whomever joins with you. Dara?
2: What kind of brands are you thinking? Are you thinking local brands or anybody you think does a good job or what?
1: Yeah, I think anybody who is commit, has the same kind of values that we have. So has a lab, has a quality program, and takes what they do really serious. We've had a ton of interest from breweries both in New Jersey and out of state, even some international breweries. And, um, and we, said, we haven't said yes to anybody yet.
0: Mm. Hey, you um, know, I was going to ask that as well <clears> because this went hot around February 1st, if I'm not mistaken, right? We made the switch over February 1st. Okay, so my next question was... Have people been contacting you? and You've kind of answered that, and you said
1: yes. Oh, absolutely! It's <laughs> wild. Imagine. too. Yeah, so we've gotten a ton of interest, which is really flattering. And um, but it needs to be a right fit for both directions, mm-hmm. and so it just takes time to have those conversations. And is there you know, a timeline so on that as
0: to when you think you might be bringing the first company
1: in with you? I mean, we're always, you know, we're talking with uh, uh, some folks that you know has has potential and kind of align with what we're doing, but uh, we're not in a rush. We we're already selling Cape May Brewery through that, so that's, that's what true. We, and that's the benefit of it is that we don't, we're not under any pressure to um, to bring in some other brand that might not be a good fit or and might not be a good fit for them or yeah. us.
0: So you're doing your research, you want to make sure it's right and when the feel is there. And- Makes sense to you. That's when you'll bring somebody aboard then. and
1: execute really well. I mean, it's a whole that's other. It. It's Good. a really. It's a whole other business, and it needs to be treated that way. Mm-hmm. It's like um, recently read the uh, the Wawa book called the Wawa Way, and they talk about when they started introducing gas. And in that book, they say, Hey, well, when you know, selling gas is a big boy business, and we need to act like a big boy. And they had like all the cancer leader roofs, well lit, professional staff. The, like, the really high end pumps, all that stuff. And they, they, in our region, they do really well. And so we kind of feel the same way that, mm. you know, we're playing a big boy game, we need to act like a big boy and ex- execute well. It's not it's not just going to be, hey, let's just see what happens kind of thing. It's going to be a really well thought out process. And you playing. take that
0: serious with your employees also, because I know your employees adhere to a standard. Sure. A very strict standard.
1: Yeah, we have um, one of the keys of differentiation for us is everybody who works at Cape May Brewery uh, all 80 of us have a credo card in their wallet. So anybody who's listening, I challenge them to ask to see somebody's credo card. If you meet somebody who's from Cape May Brewery or from Cape Beverage. And um, on that credo card is our purpose. And our purpose at Cape May Brewery is to build a brewery that makes us proud. And on the back is the seven core values. And the first one is be a pro. So we, you know, we, uh, we challenge everybody to, to adhere and live by those values. And nobody's above them, especially not me. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: So if we may, can we talk again about your tasting room?
1: Sure.
2: Because um, as you've grown, you've um, moved things around physically. You've expanded into different buildings. So mm. is this going to be your primo tasting room? And then are you going to keep the ones you have, or are those going to go away? What are we going to see? What can we expect for next summer? The old
1: one? The, um, what we're going to do, we'll keep all the space because we need, you know, even what we're building, it's still not enough. We'll, um, we'll keep the old space, probably use it as like our innovation lab. We uh, promoted uh, Brian Hink, who's been with us now for, it uh, will be six years this he year, was which is so first great. He was exactly. our first exactly. guest, Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Brian's such a great guy. He is a great guy. We love um, him. And uh, So Brian Brian's our innovation director, and so it's like his little lab. And right now <laughs> he has his innovation lab in, it, at our HQ, but, but we're going to hopefully move that. The, the mad scientist. Yeah, you know? Not right. I just <laughs> see <him> like... <laughs> Right? We do all of our mixed fermentation in the tasting room now. And right. we, last year we got uh, beer of the year by beer connoisseur for right. top sale. That's right. And like we don't spend as much energy working on mixed fermentation as we could. Mm-hmm. And you know, and look at that, we're working on it part time, and we got beer of the year, which is really flattering mm-hmm. and honoring. So if we put like a lot of focus. On that, I think there's a lot of really cool things that can come from that.
2: Can you briefly, for our listeners and viewers who aren't quite as familiar with our beer terminology, what do you mean by mixed fermentation? And then how do you at Cape May Mm -hmm. sort of play that out? Sure.
1: Um, the mixed fermentation is a, is a function of the yeast in the process by which you ferment the beer. So at the most fundamental level, right, there's ales and lagers, and then you can, within that, there's also these um, sour beers or mixed fermentation. So it's like higher acidity level and uh, more on the wine spectrum, in my opinion, than it is actually in beer. And there's <laughs> a lot of really cool, unique flavor compounds and profiles that come from that.
2: Okay. Um, one of your employees, I, I happen to know a lot of your employees, <laughs> some very well. And um, I was told last time I was down there that I was not allowed to leave without taking a four. I think it was a four pack of your brute okay. IPA. So <laughs> speaking of wine, I know that's not mixed fermentation, but that's a very wine like a beer that is somewhat designed to appeal to wine drinkers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I've got some in my fridge. It's very good. Oh, great. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's such, you yeah, know, that, that style is so unique. And the first time I had a Brut, which was not that long ago, quite frankly, I was blown away because you do get the aroma, you know, but there are things lacking in that beer. There are things that you expect to find in a Brut style beer. I enjoyed it, very much enjoyed the style. I've had a couple that I didn't care for so so well. Yours is spot on though.
1: Oh, thank you very yeah, much.
0: it's very, very good.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you're constantly, you know, not just expanding your footprint, but releasing new beers all the time as well right like what do you have coming out soon that you're excited about
1: sure well yeah i think that's key to any small independent craft brewer is innovation and always coming up with something new so this year i think in our slate we have like 50 different beers we have in the pipeline whether it be released just in the tasting room or out um, statewide and in, in southeastern pennsylvania um, two of them that i'm really excited about is um, one's in front of us and one's not is well, number one is kit lager so we love doing IPAs and a lot, we do a ton of fruit beers, mm-hmm. uh, we like to do a full spectrum of things and not try to focus just on one particular style. I think we have enough talent and horsepower to be able to accommodate all those different styles. But, um, but lager is something that we talked about for a long time and never really had the capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. Every year we sell every ounce of beer that we make. And with a lager, it takes, you know, quite a bit longer to make that. But this year we're starting to focus on that a little bit. And um, we am really excited. So we just released Cape May Lager out in a small way. And uh, we hope to have it this summer. I'm not sure we're going to be able to keep up with it. Um, <clears throat> but it's really nice. It's real traditional. Uh, lager. Can I have oh, there any more? <laughs>
0: uh,
1: no, we uh, drank one. We drank all of Ryan's beer. Oh, actually, beer. no. There's more in the fridge. I can go mac. grab First, one. You want to get it? Okay. <laughs> i think there's more than a beer. beer yeah yeah we take, cold. We take all this guy's beer.
0: that is it, it sure is that. really a good beer and you're right you brought yeah. up such a good point you know um uh as you mentioned the valid the, the validity of this is that you don't turn out a lager in days like you can a nail and time is money so to make that commitment you've got to well, you got to sacrifice certain things
1: sure we sure do but
0: what was it, Lou Bryson, I think, last summer when he was on the show, said this is going to be the year of, of lagers, mm-hmm. the summer of lagers. He, he was right. Lagers of... are really hot right now, and yours is is a well-made beer. It is very You can very go well-made. wrong with a lager. Make a you perfect can mess lager. up a yep. lager so easily, too, yeah. and people are going to notice it.
1: Yeah, you can certainly hide a lot of flavors in behind you know, the hops what you can. and Montville.
2: I think one of the many reasons lagers have started trending over the past few years is that... As we're saying, it does take more skill in many ways Mm -hmm. to brew a good lager than it does to brew something like a double IPA where you can throw a lot of hops against a mistake, a flavor mistake. Um, As beer is professionalizing and maturing, we've got more skill and talent in our brewery pool nationally. Mm -hmm. So we're better able to make good lagers than we might have been, say, when you start, you know
1: nine, ten years ago, however many. And the bar keeps Mm -hmm. on raising, which is great. So, like, if I take off my brewery owner hat and put (laughs) on my beer consumer hat, this is, like, the best time ever. There's so many choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the bar is just set so high by everybody uh, for both the experience at a tasting room and then the quality of the liquid and the quality of the packaging.
0: You're in a unique um, area in in the sense that, I'm going to guess during for the most part during summer months you're getting a lot of tourists coming in in, in, in to visit you with within the brewery so i'm gonna guess is this right it's more locals during the winter months and more tour as many tourists during the summer months and where i'm going with this is do they bring certain expectations when they come to see you uh do they know about you these you know yeah, transient I mean, who are we, um, coming in.
1: I think having the having a really great experience in our tasting room is really important for us. Mm-hmm. In the winter, it's really easy for us to have. You know, every pint glass is perfect. It's served in the you know your beer is served the appropriate glass. All the glasses are nucleated. You know, you won't see a single spot on your glass. Like, those kind of little tiny details are really important to us. I have, like, a really great experience You us. didn't
0: examine our glasses too closely, did you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> At least they're glass and not yeah. plastic. <laughs> yeah. We got rid of the dollar store plastic. Actually, I, I know. We're right. out of
1: plastic. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, somebody just sent me
2: these hard plastic glasses that, um, you know, are in proper shapes and whatnot. And... Uh, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit for yep. some reason when I opened the box but I had a couple friends over and they were raving mm. about how great it was that mm. you could just take them outside and the experience they thought was just the same mm. so I don't know new, new trend coming maybe I, I suppose.
1: <laughs> yeah so we um yeah so we get very very crowded in the summer but we're, we're open our tasting room is open 12 to 8 Dale every day year-round mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, and that's by intention and you know we're giving people an opportunity to come and try something different in the middle of the winter or in the middle of the summer. Now, I know
0: your time is limited. You're going to have to run in a couple of minutes. But Tara, I know you wanted to ask. I think you wanted to ask a question concerning some of the controversy going on in the state.
2: Um, are, we to,
0: are we going to talk about the? We
2: we actually weren't going to talk about it. That's but... right. Forget that. And <laughs> no, I think
1: no. it'd be a great opportunity though. Maybe to have the executive directors from both associations on there. And I, I you know, I firmly believe that we need to have one association in the state. And, um, you know, I'll do whatever I can to support okay. that. All right. That's, we'll just pretty much leave it at that. And yeah, and we'll get,
2: we'll get Eric Orlando, their, their sounds
1: executive good. director, on. I know Ryan's got to run. we got another beer over here that we'll be oh, trying right. later on, right? And what is this? Is this
0: the New England Pale Ale?
1: Oh, this is our New England Pale yeah. Ale. Yes, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. always ready. So as many folks know, uh, Cape May is a Coast Guard community. <laughs> and they have a the large training center. And Coast Guard is a huge... Uh, part of our community one of our other core values is be a good neighbor So in speaking to that we did a beer that nods to the Coast Guard and their motto is Semper Paratus or in English is always ready And so we did a um, heavily hopped like very light pale ale. That's about four and four four point eight percent alcohol okay. uh, It's really beautiful really bright, but it's like not very filling has lots of really great flavor have you worked and, uh, on your really first, beautiful beer? You
0: worked on your first breakfast beer yet, with uh, <laughs> you know, and, and maybe you know the uh, the, the edible gold? Uh, yeah. are, you, are, you, are you doing that, Ryan? I think any any beer that I drink at breakfast is my breakfast beer. <laughs> 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 well, again, I know Ryan's going to have to run, and uh, we really appreciate you coming here and sharing some beer with us and also some information. Great information about what's going to be coming down for summer twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. We're always growing and we're always reinvesting back in the business and we're excited to grow. So Mm -hmm. hopefully next time we're on here, I think we'll be at a hundred people, a hundred team members at the brewery in Cape Beverage. Tara's
0: putting her application in tomorrow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of a commute, but I would be proud to work there. Oh, I don't blame you. And actually before we go, I mean, I'm very excited to see the new manifestation, your new tasting room. And we should mention that Cape May won best tasting, tied for best tasting room. In uh, the New Jersey Monthly. Right, Bowl. exactly. Remember we Good. had Ken Schlager on, my Kevin editor, show, yes. a couple weeks ago. So you guys took home a lot of awards from that. Best tasting room was one. You guys won a couple um, best beer styles. What am I forgetting? Do you we remember?
1: Had we had best We had best packaging or best branding. That's right. Um, I think us and Flying Fish had the uh, best New Jer- use of New Jersey right. in there. <laughs> So, uh, and which is really—it's really flattering, and uh, you know, we don't go out trying to chase awards, but it's—it's it's certainly nice to have that recognition. It feels good, and it's really a testament to all the people that. Cape May brewery and Cape Bevers are working, and look hard, at what you start. So. Look at all the breweries bringing up in Cape May County now. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot. I think it's 11 <laughs> it's now or amazing. Like
3: that. <laughs> it's great.
1: I think it's really wonderful. I think that you know, I, I really believe that a rising tide raises all ships. And I'm happy to hear you me, say that. Yeah, it's it's really true. Because if my only ask is they make really good beer. Yeah. Yes. If yes. people don't make good beer, right. then they're going to associate Cape May County with with exactly that. Right I agree. on. So I just like agree with focus that. on quality and just like you know. Focus on having a great experience for people, and we're all going to win.
0: You know, and, and again, we've said this so so many times on the show, that was not always the case down here in terms of the camaraderie that people have. You know, you go to Ryan's Brewery, you like the beer, well, try this one. Maybe you're going to like this one as True. well. As long as you're putting a good product.
1: Think, That's the key. And what I find is that, like, people who are established and are really confident in what they do, mm-hmm. and they know what they're doing is right, they, they, they all believe the same thing that I just said. And... You know, I think it's like if you're not focused on those things, you can develop a sense of insecurity. Beautifully so. Ryan
0: Krill from Cape Maybury.
1: Check them out. Please look for their products. This distribution is as far as where now, Ryan? Statewide. Wow. Statewide. Beautiful. And in Beautiful Philly. Stuff. And yeah, our, our footprint, you know, Cape Beverage is statewide, and then um, we'll be statewide in, in 2019. And then we just had like two counties, to, a couple counties to go. And then. Um, uh, and then we're in southeastern pennsylvania so philly in the five in the county the, the, uh, suburbs
0: great Ryan Krill, thank you for joining us thank you so much all guys right. really Have appreciate a safe it trip back home thanks all right Tara yeah. knowing we're going to go with the phone lines i think yeah and i know you're excited about this and i am as well
2: i'm so excited oh wait well. we can put the earphones we on can now. put
0: the earphones cool. right we're going to take it out west john mayer Who doesn't know Rogue? If you don't know Rogue Gales, then you don't don't know beer. (laughs) (laughs) When you think of Rogue, you got to think of John.
2: And what, absolutely, John's been there for, I'll let him tell me exactly how long, but I know it's 20 years or more. I
0: don't know if he wants to admit how long it's been.
2: (laughs) But we're catching him as he's, um, you know, taking his graceful exit.
0: That's correct. John, we have you on the phone. Yes. How are you? Thanks for joining us here on What's on Tap.
4: Yep. Nice sunny day
0: in Newport. Ah, well, nice sunny day here in southern New Jersey, too. We're we're not experiencing the the, the monsoons that we had two or three days ago. So hopefully things are well for you. So, John, we're approaching the end. Is that correct?
4: The end of my life?
0: No, not the end of your life, John. The end of your tenure within the company. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a gun, you. No, for a while. Could be. Okay.
2: Someone told me, now, you're
0: cracking me up. You're
2: feeling very, you're sounding very terse out there, John. Yes, exactly. Have you not had a beer yet this morning?
4: Uh, no, uh, no, not yet. Not
0: yet. <laughs> Someone told me that the the impetus for you getting in, into brewing. Tell me if this is true. Was Anchor Steam that you had an Anchor Steam and that was like the uh, the, the, the 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 it moment
4: for you? Yeah, that's true. Uh, my stepfather. Uh, bought me a six-pack of uh, various beers, and the, the one that stood out was Anchor Steam back, this was back in the early 80s. Sure. And uh, I said, man, what makes this beer so much better and different than the rest of them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what got the wheels turning.
0: That's what got it turning. You had been homebrewing prior to that time, or no? No, I
4: started homebrewing in uh, 1981. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
2: Was there a club in your area at that time, or did you...
4: Yeah, I used to drive past it, uh, and have a bandwagon, and then I decided to set up the shop. Uh, The name of the club back then was called the Scout Bay Brewery, which is down in uh, the South Bay area of uh, L.A. County, uh, Redondo
2: Beach. And so... That's where you grew up in Southern California, right? And then, how did you make your way to um, to the greater Portland, Newport, Oregon area?
4: Well, I was I was born down there, but I was uh, the family moved up in when I was seven. Okay, up to Oregon. So I've always been on the West Coast. I was down. I worked for aerospace down in uh, LA uh, for eleven years, but uh, I moved back up the after. Uh, decided to be a pre-brewing. So. Um, uh, uh, I've been up here since. Well, except for a step up in the last couple years. I'll up it from uh, 87 to 89.
2: Okay. And what would you say are your proudest moments in your brewing history?
4: Uh, uh, Winning the Russell Chair Award.
2: The, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us more about that. That is yeah. basically the highest award you can win in uh, craft brewing yeah, I was, in America. I was the first recipient,
4: yeah. and there was just one of those moments I'll never forget. About I passed out when I received the award. i was <laughs> <turned> pale. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was up in Seattle when I got the award. Yeah, that, that of course, the National Award for Innovation in Craft Brewing. Mm.
2: Now, I would guess that for people who don't really follow the beer industry closely, are you best known for Beard Beer? Um, <laughs> oh, can you, I know that goes way back, but can you tell us quickly what that is and, and whether you think that's sort of how people outside the industry know you or whether they know you for something else?
4: The Beard Beer?
2: Yep. <laughs> well,
4: well, we quit making that one. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, was, uh, it was a yeast that they cultivated for my beer. That's they took right. it down to White Labs down in San Diego. After a few attempts, uh, they, they found one that would ferment work, But uh, it's, it wasn't a happy yeast. It was really finicky and didn't attenuate that well. But the flavors were good.
0: I told my uh, kids I, at college, fun. I teach a college class on beer, and I told my kids about that beer this past week, and I got 18 consecutive. Ooh!
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, well, yeah. But like, then, like I told people, I said, don't forget, my beard was never in your beard. <laughs> but so that was, I food.
0: also added yeah. some, some of the other recipes that people like Cala Jones come out uh, with. And, right. So they said, okay, it's not, it's not quite so bad after, after all that, you know.
2: Well, and, and I'm going to dwell on this for a second, but I knew about Beard Beer long before I had ever met you, and um you know, always was curious about it. And last year I was in um, Munich in this, this amazing bottle shop called um, be- uh, Beervana. And mm-hmm. uh, they had a bottle of it, and I bought it. And now you're on my top shelf of my uh, <laughs> my beer cellar. So thank you. I, I think of wow. you every time I go down there.
4: <laughs> I love that I love, uh, beer. But uh, what I really want to be known for is my specialty is a uh, scope for or uh, rock beer. Oh, okay. Uh huh. That, I, I got a deep passion for that style. So I've recently been doing uh, a couple of them. Uh, the St. Chuck uh, which is a Bad Bird style, uh, medicine, and I just did a like a sports reason of that. Just, you no know, love loving it. Mm-hmm. You know, like at a, at a pub, sort of, you know, nationwide release. But instead of a lovely style, yeah, uh, I love them.
2: You, <laughs> you are coming out with your second collaboration with um, Brew Doctor um, Kombucha.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, that's out, uh, out now. It's quite interesting, uh, I'm not deeply involved with that project like some of the other guys. Are them. I'm, I'm on a little pilot system now. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's uh, a project because we have to run a kombucha to a pasteurizer. Oh. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then we got to get the lab right on it and you know, test it in the tank before we plant it.
2: You know, it's uh, kind of a scary project. I'm glad to hear that it's pasteurized because, to be honest, I needed to give somebody a present yesterday, and I pulled one out that was sent to me the last time you guys did it. And I thought, oh my God, I don't know how this is going to hold up. It's got kombucha in it. I'm going to give it to him, and it might be gross. I don't know. At this point, it's old, but so glad to know it's at least pasteurized.
0: (laughs) What do you think? I would ask you this. I know we're about running out of time here. What do you think about? The new Faz. There's, there's a new trend, trend is too strong, but there's a new flavor of the week that seems to come out all the time. And right now it's the, the so called breakfast beers, which we were chatting about a tad bit earlier with Ryan Krill from Cape May Brewing. But uh, the, the positive and, and, and the negative. Some people say, well, you know what? Maybe it's going to get people to, to at least take another look at beer and try some beer. I know of people who have visited breweries strictly to try these. So-called breakfast beers, but then end up finding something else that they that they really like. So, what what are your
4: thoughts on that? Uh, I haven't heard about these breakfast beers, but uh, I thought that was a, like considered a stout or something. But,
2: uh, yeah. Do you mean uh, the,
0: well? Some of the ones that are infusing cereal, like such as... cereal beers, and cereal such. beers. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh,
4: I don't think they got cut out here. too most uh, we're seeing, you know, the blue and uh, some of the, Milkshake stuff out there. Right? Okay, yeah, the milkshakes. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. There's the hazes out there, we, we make fun of you them. Know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I think in the marketplace, uh, it's so weird right now and, and, and scary that you just have to you know, keep doing something different, I like guess. You know?
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: Sometimes you got to follow these trends. Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: Uh, there's some. Not a big fan of it.
2: Like what? What do you think is too gimmicky? I
4: like uh, beers, but uh, unless it's a sweet stout, I won't drink a beer with lactose in it. I okay. think that's an ingredient that mm-hmm. doesn't need to be on beer. I think Ooh. it's ridiculous. Uh, but that's, what do you think the impact? Uh, a big attempt. Huh? What
0: impact do you think there will be on? In the craft beer industry, as THC-infused beverages become more widespread, is that going to impact on, on sales of, of craft beer? Oh, uh,
4: just marijuana and all of them. Yeah, yeah. hmm Yeah, I don't know.
0: The
4: CBD thing is a big thing. But I don't know if it's a THC and beverage. Yeah, I, I think it's just like having edibles almost. But I, yeah. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I Very good yeah, But I'm still open
4: from the other stuff so. mm-hmm.
0: Okay Taryn, unless you have any more questions We're going to wrap this up Because we're running up It gets the clock here got a couple of things We want to finish Before we sign off for today John Mayer uh, We really appreciate From Rogales Great, great job uh, Thank you for all the Tremendous beers And actually spirits too
2: and spirits. God awesome. include the spirits.
0: Yeah, yeah, we love, love them. Too. Rogue
2: spirits are awesome. Rogue
0: spirits, absolutely. So, John, thanks for taking some time with us. Hey, you're welcome. All right, chat with you again. I'm sure. All the best to you.
2: Thanks, John. Hugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Oh, my. I love that man. I know we had a little bit of difficulty with the listens, audio. I yeah. apologize. I mean, we felt like we could hear enough of him that we, mm-hmm. we kept going with the interview. And because he's such an icon. But so if it no was question. hard to understand, you guys listening, sorry for that. But well,
0: he said he hadn't had any beer yet today.
2: Well, that's true. And it's also three hours it's earlier three hours for him. because he's, right. on, he's on the Oregon coast in Newport. Yes. That's where the H. So Rogue has a whole bunch of um, outposts. But, mm-hmm. um, like, tasting rooms, but their HQ, where the distillery is and where John's innovation yeah. system is, is um, in Newport, which is mm-hmm. southwest of Portland on the coast. It's a great little town.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've been there, obviously, with him, right? Yeah,
2: actually, Rogue um, some of this. put me up. Mm. One, one time when I was out in Oregon, they um, brought me out to Newport and put me up in this little apartment they have above one of their oh, tasting rooms. Oh, how cool rooms. that! Uh, right above the tasting room, that's great. Right above the downtown Newport tasting room, yeah. yeah? So was, how did you stumble your way upstairs? At night? <laughs> I understand that it had a balcony. It had <laughs> oh, like Lord. two bedrooms. I thought I was walking into like you know a little apartment. It was but grand. it was fixed
0: up nice. You like you um, like the area too, don't you? You like that I part of the country? I know you do. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: parts of Oregon around Portland are. Like Hood River, um, you know, Mount Hood, Fort, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Hood River, Newport. There's some places on the Oregon coast I haven't been, like where Pelican Brewery is. Tillamook okay. is the town, I think, that um, I definitely want to go to, but haven't mm-hmm. yet. And I'm just babbling now. But yeah, Oregon, no, I could talk all, all day. Mm-hmm. And John, like, I just love John. I did have the nice fortune and I felt good about this because. You know, he doesn't really need to do anything anybody tells him to do because he basically rules the world out there. (laughs) And um, he spent like three hours hanging out with me when I was there. And I just really appreciated that from him. So Mm -hmm. I have a definite fond spot in my heart for the man.
0: Were you invited there to spotlight beers or was it the spirits?
2: It was more beer, but I spent a good time, um, a good, decent... uh, decent bit of time with the distiller at the time mm-hmm. um who's since moved on and now is a friend of mine um but yeah they have their own cooperage there which we think is the only brewery in the country
0: yeah i'm not aware of others to I've make their, their own art, barrels I'm yeah aware of
2: that. and they do fun stuff i mean they're working on or they have a um, single malt whiskey and they're Big in the movement to get American single malt whiskey as an official legal designation oh, really? for a type of whiskey. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Well
0: he's got the he's got the firepower to get things done. I mean, because the reputation is fantastic.
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm not sure how much he mingles with the distillery side. Yeah. I'm sure they age in barrels, I'm sure they do, you know, back and forth trades. Um, but as he said, you know, he's very involved in his own little innovation world. Yes, yes. He's got his own system and everything. Isn't that
0: curious? Why do you think, I don't know the answer to this, why do you think there are so many breweries that are, that are now getting into distilling?
2: Because they can. <laughs> Is it a
0: natural progression
2: for them in some cases? That's a great question. Yeah, in a lot of ways. I mean, first of all, I well, I think there's a natural synergy there. Yeah. I mean, people who make craft beverages like to make craft beverages. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you're talking about whiskey, you have to start with beer anyway, because that's the foundation for that's whiskey. Correct. So you have a lot of commercial brewers switching over to the spirit side. But then also, economically, it makes so much sense for a brewery to also sell spirits because you get more shelf space in a different part of the store. Mm -hmm. Um, And with spirit sales cutting into beer sales, like you can see... Exactly how much spirit sales grow is exactly how much beer sales fall. Ah, there's, so direct, there's a direct, direct link there. So it's a way for breweries to, um, you know, recapture some of you that You hit on a very, money. very
0: good point. And, and you no, know, we just talked breweries alone. Now, granted, there are 7,000 breweries, but most don't distribute outside their backyard, quite frankly. With the abundance of imports as well, A, tap space, and B, shelf space – At a premium. Mm -hmm. So anything you can do to get that brand out there, be it beer or be it spirits, I guess you got to jump on that.
2: I think so. I mean, we can't do it in New Jersey, Mm -hmm. of course, but you know, California has breweries that do it. Dogfish Head in Delaware does it. Um, You know, like we're saying, Oregon breweries Mm -hmm. do it. Um, And also I think from a sales perspective, like a sales strategy perspective, it makes sense. Because let's say I'm the rogue salesperson and I'm trying to sell my rogue beer into an account and they like it, they take it. Maybe they've had me on for decades. Well, now I have a rogue spirit to offer you and the trust is already there.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Just from a marketing standpoint. Right. Exactly. So the name is good. It means something to Mm -hmm. people. Therefore... Product B will yeah. also be acceptable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you major in marketing? You didn't major in marketing, did you, in school?
2: No, international relations. International. <laughs> I'm have really had, using that. <laughs> and have, have you had any
0: international relations that we
2: could speak of? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> mm, moving on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Puerto Rico is uh, not a foreign nation. Uh, so no, we'll say right. not lately. <laughs>
0: well, there's a lot we can say on that.
2: It's not a foreign nation. Did I say right. it is? It, yeah. it, it anyway, whatever. Your, how much time
0: I have? What's going on here, Adam? Give me, some, give me a little time check here. Got about seven, eight minutes. Oh,
2: we can form. just talk Ooh. for eight minutes? Yeah.
0: Your, your mouth just formed a B. We, we could just... And then you corrected yourself, I think. Oh, why? Uh, I thought you were going to say BS. We could just BS a little bit. Maybe why? I was...
2: <laughs> We don't have any more guests calling in.
0: We no, can just no, no, talk. No, no. What do you want to talk
2: about, Gary? Well,
0: I don't know. Let's see. It's sunny and 45. Baseball season? Nope. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I don't want to talk about that. Uh.
2: <laughs> Actually, you know, we should say something. Um, speaking of formidable Oregon breweries and baseball season, um, Bridgewater Brewing, which is the oldest brewery, was the oldest brewery in Oregon which is in Portland. didn't know that. um, Just closed. And uh, I was out there with that brewer on the same trip when I went to Rogue, and um, they were very proud of a beer they had made um, in partnership with, I don't know, what's the Portland baseball team out there, whatever it is. Um, There's a
0: minor league team in Portland. Maybe it was that team. Oh, really? It was minor league? Yeah. Anyway, so
2: it was a rough segue that reminded me that we should bid – a very heartfelt thanks and RIP to Bridgewater. Do you know why they shut down? I mean, it's...
0: Competition?
2: Or? I mean, it's just the times. It's everything. Yeah. It's the competition. It was mm-hmm. an old brewery that had been viewed as, like, not really keeping up with the times so much. Okay. They were owned by a bigger company. I want to say Gambrinus, but right now I can't remember, right. so that may not be true, but... um Yeah, just struggling to be profitable and be relevant and be interesting. And they're in this part of Portland that has really, it used to be the warehouse district. Uh And now it's really pricey. So they probably also got priced out on their rent.
0: interesting interesting yeah okay. it's a
2: shame I mean their beers were good and and they were around since I'm gonna say like 81 I mean we're talking like one of the first craft breweries well, in America yeah
0: because what was the first like I guess that would be what in the 70s that would be Jack McAuliffe's place, right right yep New Albion 76 76, 76 exactly now. yep okay. mm-hmm. that's the spirit so <laughs> 81 no that's that's right a, that's there. a long run that's a really oh my good God. long run
2: Yeah, and without breweries like Bridgewater and the pioneers who, you know, created them, we would not, I mean, we might be sitting here talking about craft beer, but we'd be talking about a very different industry.
0: And getting back to um, the classes that you and I both teach at Wilmington, one thing that I do with my students, I try to stress with them who some of these pioneers were. So I introduce people uh, like John Mayer, Uh and uh, my goodness, Sam and Jim Cook and... uh, Greg out at Stone and um, Steve Hindy, I mean, I can go on and on, there's several of them, but I think people need to know who they are. You, you don't, can't appreciate where you are now until you see where you were.
2: A thousand percent. And actually, that's a good segue to plug something that you and I have been to together. We actually taped um, an episode or two at the Brewers of PA. Right conference that the Brewers mm. of PA, that's the State guild, Brewers Guild, mm-hmm. they host this amazing conference, day long, Boy, they bring in some people, don't they? Conference every year. Yeah, they always have like Jim Cook, Sam Calgione, somebody mm-hmm. really high up in the Brewers Association. I can't remember offhand who else they have this year, but they're going to be talking about diversity, and I just got the announcement for it yesterday, it's like early April, and they're moving it to Hershey this year. It's always been in um, Bethlehem. In Bethlehem, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be in Hershey. Well, yeah, they
0: actually, when we were there a couple years ago, I think they told us they were considering Hershey. Okay. Yeah, so now they actually are going to make the move. Huh?
2: Mm-hmm. And it's open to the public. I don't know what the ticket price is, but mm-hmm. they always have this amazing pairing yeah, it's dinner. It's a great event.
0: So absolutely good. great We had a ball. Yeah, Dick Youngling was with us. And That's right. Jim Cook. And, uh,
2: uh, Ken Grossman was there Grossman the year we went. Grossman
0: was there. Went. I think... Uh, so, Firestone From, Walker was represented. David Walker was David there. there. Absolutely. Yeah, they get a fun
2: heavy hitters. Garrett Oliver, I think, has been there. Garrett Oliver might be coming this year. Anyway, like, if that sounds like something that's interesting to the people listening, like, mm. go to the Brewers of PA website and check out the tickets. I would highly recommend getting a hotel. <laughs>
0: I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely, because there's a, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. Like mm-hmm. I said,
2: there's this nice pairing dinner. There's always this panel that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, One of my most popular stories on Forbes came out of something that, like a small issue that they brought up during the panel. It was about um, capital investors, uh, CV, wait, I haven't had enough beer or coffee. Okay. <laughs> Outside investors will call them. We'll you send you to Duh.
0: death of the fox, and we'll send you there. You can get your coffee and beer to the, oh, in the yes. same fix.
2: Please, brewers, please start roasting more coffee at your breweries. <laughs> what, somebody's always going to need a coffee. Isn't that you know?
0: Getting back to death of the fox over there in what's it? Clarksboro, I guess it is, or um, Mount Royal. It's
3: Mount Royal?
2: No, no, it's it's down. It's it's right next to Cinderbar. Okay. What town is that?
0: That's why I call it Clarksboro.
2: Like Cla- sure. Let's go with that. Yeah, no, we'll
0: go with that. If um, anyone's listening, you could. <laughs> correct.
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm going to look it up because it. I don't think that's right. But I'm saying, you
0: know, there's a lot of families that are going <clears> there <throat> to the Death of the Fox because they have those video games set up for the kids, like almost like a little separate room.
2: I don't remember that. Yeah, they do. Maybe he avoided showing me that area because he knows about my. It's feelings. right next to
0: the bar. It's right next to the bar there.
2: I didn't. I don't remember.
0: You were concentrating on the coffee and the beer, I guess.
2: I, I certainly was, but and the brewed IPA because yeah, I went there yeah. specifically because people were going to there. come down while they had it. You know. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that's a company also that was coming out with these cereal infused beers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, a friend of mine um, was telling me that he, he always he's not a beer drinker, he wants to try some just mm-hmm. for the heck of it. And he tried it and ended up finding something else that he really liked as well. Okay. So if that's a hook to get people in to drink craft beer, then I guess it's a decent thing. I don't know. I had my I had some doubts about it. I questioned it. You know, what is this gimmick that they're coming out with? <laughs> but I realized what it's designed to do. It's designed to sell at the moment and to maybe entice people to come in and try some of the other things. I can't fault them for
2: that. No, fair enough. I mean... Mm-hmm. Within reason, people got to do what they got to do. Are there any
0: limits to what you can do with beer in terms of ingredients? It, it seems like we've just taken all the rules. Ryan Heights what the <laughs> heck is that? Right. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's the German purity
0: just, law. Yeah. Just the German purity law, this is no adjuncts, right. which include fruit or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And now we've just taken it and tossed it right out the window. We're doing anything.
2: <laughs> we put glitter in yes. our beer. We put glitter, <laughs> edible,
0: edible gold glitter in beer.
2: And and CBD and THC in well, the ca- in the states where it's legal. So I you wonder... Can't, what, you can't have alcohol
0: when it's THC though, right?
2: You know, I get confused. now. CBD
0: you can, right?
2: CBD you can, but the fact is that there are beers being made to be only sold in state that do have thc in them
0: okay okay
2: so you can't sell them across state lines Mm -hmm. technically according to federal law you can't even brew them but some breweries are sort of trying to skirt around and Mm. hope that the feds don't come after them because within the state it's legal
0: I think nationally the next couple of years are going to be unique for us. We're going to see a lot of changes, a lot of growth, a lot of new products coming out. Very I think that's much. not going to change.
2: Yeah. All right, we're
0: going to wrap this little circus up here. <laughs> Ryan Krill was great, and it was so cool having him on the show. Thanks for reaching out to him, getting You're him welcome. to come in with us, because we love what he's doing, and the company continues to grow. And they're making their, ma- their name known. Even though they are a regional brewery, there's no question about that, they're known nationally.
2: Yeah, they win national they're known awards. they so yep. we
0: applaud them for that. What's on Tap is sponsored. Today's episode was sponsored by, get it up to the camera here, Urban (laughs) Village. Make sure the label here. Urban Urban Village, nationally recognized. Urban Village Brewery in Philadelphia. Also by Aiton Sand Brewery, another USA Today recognized company out of Woodbury, New Jersey, and our good friends at Tropicana Casino in Atlantic City. You can hear What's on Tap, obviously on 99.9 FM. See us on Comcast Channel 22, 1 to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. And the podcast feed airs on Indie, Philly Radio, Sundays at 11 a.m. And you can find us on Hopped Up Network, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, Overcast, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Our engineer is the one and lonely, I mean only. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. You didn't break You're up with lonely. your girl, no, did you? No, he okay. didn't break up with his girl.
0: Adam Clark. Adam, thanks for your great work as always. How's the girlfriend? Good. Tell her I'm asking for her, okay? Okay, because no offense, I mean, you know, I'm older, so but she see, she he's sees so He's so cute. She sees me. You're you're, you're you're done, Adam. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <You're not. laughs>
2: Isn't Adam adorable? He is the man. I don't
0: care what they, I don't care what they say about him. He's telling me he needs more money too. He says he needs a lot more money.
2: Oh was, my God, <laughs> I'm sure he needs more money. You hear
0: that? <laughs> Ken will be knocking at the door any second. <laughs> 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 no, Adam, you do a great job. We love having you. Okay, thanks so much for your reference. Okay, and Tara Doern, you going? You going anywhere in the next few weeks?
2: goodness no I may still be going to the craft brewers conference in Denver in April but I don't think
0: so all right Adam is this a wrap we'll see you next time on once on time